0: Welcome to the Amazing Grace Talk podcast. Conversations that explore how God has pursued those He has made in His image. My wife and host, Erica Seymour-Williamson, is on a journey to meet everyday people who have experienced a radical encounter with the divine presence of unconditional love. These are the stories that remind us why God's grace is amazing.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Erica, and I'm so glad you stopped by. It is my hope that through the amazing testimonies you will hear on this show, will plant a seed in your heart and ignite your dreams all for God's glory. Through much prayer and listening to God's direction, I actually retired from a 30-year career in 2020 to spend more time doing just that, helping women find clarity, overcome struggles, and discover their true calling. In 2016, I launched the Amazing Grace Retreats in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. Started this podcast in September of last year, and in the spring, I will finish my autobiography, a book that shares my struggles and victories to prove that anyone can live in God's amazing grace for those who believe in Him. I can't wait to see you at the next retreat. But let's jump right into today's content. On this episode of Amazing Grace Talk, today we have a special guest. Uh, her name is Rachel Ritchie, and hello, Rachel. Hi, Erica. Hey, um, this is a really special day. You know, I, I really believe that it's such a blessing to have you here. It wasn't very long ago that I asked you to be on the show. We had something happen with a schedule change, and it was really a God thing and a, a blessing that you were able to open up your schedule and come on here and and be on this show today. She had a car accident about a year ago. What was the date? January 1st, 2020. New Year's Day. Yes. Yeah. And she's going to walk us through what happened, her healing, where she's at now in her life, and how God is using her. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with just the day? Like, what happened? How were you even in the car? Yeah, yeah. Um, So,
2: on January 1st, 2020, I... I guess I had been talking about how I was craving this barbecue place (laughs) and my sister and our friend Emily and myself were, we were going to the barbecue, um, place and you, in order to get there, you had to cross this dangerous intersection, but we had crossed it my whole life. You know, it was so normal and, um, we were about to cross the intersection and my sister was driving. Um, Emily was in the passenger seat and I was behind Mm -hmm. the passenger in the back seat. Um, My sister waited three seconds, like we always were told to, um, Mm -hmm. before she went, and then she did, and um, an F-150 ran the red light going 54 miles an hour, Um, so it T-boned us, hit us straight on, and it was, I mean, I don't remember it, but Mm -hmm. Livy and Emily were telling me about it, and it was just chaotic. People were running to the car, praying over them and everything, and the paramedics got there and immediately ran to my sister and Emily and my sister was just like, no, no, don't help us help my sister. Please help my sister. Mm-hmm. Because they they didn't see me. They didn't know to help me first. And so, because I was
1: under the driver's seat. Oh, so they didn't even know you were there. Yeah, I guess. And yeah.
2: so it took them 30 minutes to get me out of the car into an ambulance mm-hmm. that took me to a parking lot where a care flight was coming to get me. Um, it's crazy because behind the car, of like mm-hmm. in the pouch, Uh, in front of me was the only thing that was found was a Bible and a picture of my cousin who died three years ago. Wow. So it was just kind of like (laughs) the Lord and like my guardian angel watching over me, you know, and it's just such a blessing. So, um,
1: yeah, he was there. And like you're saying, a guardian angel. Yeah. Just like,
2: I don't know. It just brought, whenever they found that out, it it just brought peace, you know? And so I was carefully to the hospital and You know, even the care flight didn't think I was going to make it. Whenever I recovered some, they came to visit me in the hospital because they couldn't believe I was still alive. So that night they took me to the hospital. I was a Jane Doe because my uh, license was in my phone case. That's where I always had kept it. And I was care flighted to Methodist in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends, her brother is a firefighter. And he was working calls in Dallas, and he went in and looked at all the Jane Does and identified me.
1: But wait a minute, you got taken to the hospital. What time was that about?
2: Uh, about seven in the evening. In the evening, yeah.
1: So wait, I gotta just interject for a second. So they didn't know who you were. Then how long was it until? I guess did Olivia have to say that's my sister, or how Mm. did your parents even? I mean.
2: What? They, I guess they knew because Ryan, his name's Ryan, because Ryan identified me mm-hmm. that I was there. And so my, it's crazy because my dad was in Dallas. My mm-hmm. parents are separated. Mm-hmm. My dad was in Dallas on a date and, um, he got a call like from a random number and he always does because he, he's a construction worker yeah. and he didn't answer it. And, um, it's chilling because he sh- showed me the text this year on January 1st and somebody texted him and said, Hey, please answer your phone. Your daughter's in a very bad car accident. Oh. And so he called them and luckily he was in Dallas so he could drive there. My mother, on the other hand, she was with her, um, fiance now, but boyfriend at the time in Oklahoma. And she was getting a call from my dad and she was like, Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what the heck? Why is he calling me? So she didn't answer. Yeah. And then um, Emily's mom called and said the girls were in a really bad accident. Okay. They're going to be at Methodist Dallas, and um, so my mom drove. She was like, "Where's Rachel? Is Rachel okay?" And all she would say was, you need to get here. You need oh to get here. She gosh. wouldn't tell her because she didn't know because she, uh, Emily's mom drove to the accident. Mm-hmm. She, luckily she was there to tell them to take me to Methodist hospital. Cause yeah. she works like in the hospital. Yeah. She said, she saw me come by like on the stretcher and like thought I was, yeah. thought I was gone that night. I immediately went into back surgery cause I, I broke 14 bones. I was in a coma for a month. Like, it's all crazy. But yeah. they went into back surgery, and I got an amazing back surgeon, Dr. Mitchell, in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. He saved um, my legs, my life. and um, Where was that where was your the first injury thing, on your back? My upper back. Upper. So I have two rods in my back now, and sometimes they bother me, but it's like... <laughs> It's like fine because yeah. first of all, my pain tolerance is really high now. Yeah. And second of all, like I can walk like that's such a blessing. Was in there own. a chance
1: that you wouldn't be able to walk?
2: Oh, definitely. Like since I broke my back. And so I also broke like my whole face, my ribs, my, a part of my pelvis, like mm. uh, my whole, yeah, my whole entire face was broken. So and you had a
1: reconstruction? No, I,
2: I didn't. I was going to say it healed. <laughs> it really? healed like this. Like it's crazy. Yeah. When my parents got there, they got to see me. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: I can't imagine how hard that was have been because it didn't look like me. I, yeah. I looked like I wasn't there anymore. And my mom said that she said it was like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. go, coming over her. Like yeah. she could see me recovering, see me going to therapy, making all my therapists laugh, sharing my testimony one day and just like thriving and living and yeah. being fully recovered. And it's just crazy because <laughs> that actually happened, yeah. luckily. And um, so I was in Methodist Hospital for a month because I was in a coma for three weeks. And um, then I went to Baylor Institute of Rehabilitation for a month. When I really started getting my memory back is when I was at pate rehabilitation. I just was confused. I was like, mom, where am I? Because I would have to go to class, you know, to (laughs) literally do puzzles and stuff. I was like, what's (laughs) going on? My mom was like, Rachel, this is college. Like you're in your college, whatever. And I was like, this is I was college? so scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? college is this? I'm so confused. But yeah, and a lot of people were stroke victims. So there were a lot of older people. So literally at one point I was like, oh, I bet I'm volunteering. My mom always makes me volunteer. I bet, I bet I'm just volunteering here. And then they would like tell me to do stuff. And I was like, I wonder if they know that I work here. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm so serious. But it's like, it's so weird because I never, all my friends would come visit me. And I would never ask, I literally would never ask what was happening, why they were bringing me stuffed animals. <laughs> Cause it like, they would bring me a stuffed animal. I was like, Oh, this is you not know. good. No, I had no idea. I was like, this is literally probably not good at all. And so then I was there, I was supposed to be there until July. And I was there for two weeks when I had to leave because the oh. pandemic <laughs> started and my home was different because I, I moved, we were moving out of my house January 15th. So Uh, the wreck happened January 1st. So I didn't get to move out of my house. My friends, like so many people moved us out like for me. And I'm so blessed for that. And I'm so lucky for all of that. And one of my roommates moved Mm -hmm. me out of my apartment. So I literally was, didn't know where I was going. And my dad had gotten a house in Midlothian. So I moved in there and I did at home rehabilitation until, the end of May, beginning of June. And then,
1: so people just came in to your home yeah. like daily. Or? Yeah.
2: And honestly that ended up being better because it was like, I was getting one-on-one therapy mm-hmm. instead of like being in classrooms of people. It was yeah. just me. And that, I really think that's why I, um,
1: now at this point where you, did you know? Oh yes. Did once people I, start telling I, once I you? got
2: home from pay, I would, and I'm sure they told me every day, but I couldn't remember <laughs> because I had, I got a traumatic brain injury. Right. So, um, And I remember at pay, they would come in every morning at like early and they would give me like pills to take. And I was just take them. I was like, I don't know what these are for, but I'll take them. I had no idea. And then whenever I got home, I was like, mom, why was I there? And she was like, Rachel, you were in a terrible car accident January 1st. And I was like, oh, thank God. She's like, what? I was like, mom, I was so confused. I had no idea why I was Mm -hmm. there. And so since
1: I got to be home
2: with my friends and my family, it definitely made me recover faster and um, just... There was so
1: much. I mean, I just remember even in the beginning, the outpouring. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, I mean of so many people that was a massive amount of people that were at the hospital that came you did tell me something funny a little bit ago that some people say i'm sorry i didn't visit you in the hospital and you're thinking well you didn't even have to tell me (laughs) that because i wouldn't have known anyway you literally could have told me that you came to visit (laughs) me i would have believed you i have no idea i mean i I remember people packing up i Mm -hmm. think y'all your parents house Mm -hmm. because they were at the hospital the whole time yeah i mean just the support yeah it was amazing and my
2: mom would do updates every day on Facebook. And so I had people praying for me like Mm -hmm. everywhere, like
1: everywhere, everybody
2: that knows me, random people that I don't even know, my friends, family. And I know that that is exactly what saved me, the power of prayer. And it just, it, and it honestly did change my life because before the wreck, I would say I was a good Christian and stuff, but Mm -hmm. like really, I wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. I was living in sin and, but I would just tell myself like, oh, I'm a good, I'm a good Christian. I, I sometimes go to church and stuff when really I, I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. And Mm -hmm. now that the Lord saved me, I know that he saved me for a reason. Yeah. And I feel like my reason is to share my testimony and to not be like a stray at any moment, you know, from him, because Mm -hmm. he is so powerful that he literally brought me up from, yeah, from death. And it's crazy and i'm so blessed for it and i'm blessed for every single person that prayed for me or thought of me because i know that's why i'm here
1: we're going to take a brief moment away from this podcast and tell you about our sponsor for today it's blue diamond roofing construction it's actually my husband eric williamson he is a man of god who serves loves to serve people and honey tell us what sets you apart of other roofers or other construction tell us about that
0: Well, we are not the roofers that are going to come and knock on your door and harass you, wanting to sell you something that you don't need. We are going to look out for your best interest, what's going to work best for your house, your income, whatever. We have different levels of materials, shingles. We do windows, gutters, painting, siding, flooring, basically anything that you need at your home, we can handle for you.
1: Okay. How are we going to reach you?
0: Well, you can call our office at 469-360-1578. You can email us at uh, ericbdrc at gmail.com.
1: That's Eric with a K.
0: Yes, Eric with a K. Yeah, <laughs> yep. to come out and take a look or give an estimate. There is no charge for that. Okay. Um, if you have emergency repairs where you have a storm, a tree falls, you've got a hole in your roof, whatever, you can call us. We have 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, emergency repairs. Awesome.
1: So. All right. Might take us away from our chicken dinner, but hey, he's there to serve. <laughs> thanks, everybody. We'll put the contact information in the show notes. And thanks, honey, and back to our show today. I mean, I believe that as well because, yeah, by looking at your injuries and what was going on in the coma, I mean, you know, like even like us, my husband and I and friends that we know, praying for that miracle mm-hmm. and then just expecting God to do it because yeah, it, exactly. on, in the natural it looked like, no way, exactly, she's just not going to make it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's is not going to happen. Or if she does, like you said, maybe be in a wheelchair or maybe she'd have brain injury that she couldn't get back to her life. And, I mean, when you came out of it all, I mean, I, I think it, it didn't shock everybody, but it just proved God's miracles. Are real. Exactly.
2: And that's what I want everybody my age to realize, because before the accident, I was like, oh, you know, one day whenever I'm married and like have kids, like we'll probably go to church every Sunday and like I'll be a better Christian then, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I was just going to get food one night and almost was so close to death that you literally never know. And I know people always hear that. I yeah. heard that and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, but you seriously never know. It's so true. And so mm-hmm. why, why wait? to be close to the Lord. Why right. wait to dive into his word? Why wait to share your testimony? Even if you feel like you don't have a good testimony, everybody has a way that the Lord is working in their life. They do. You know? And it doesn't have to be that you almost died in a car accident, <laughs> you know? It can right. literally be that you're late to work one morning. Like, it's true. And, and I
1: like what you said earlier about is it like about having fun. What was that you said? Yeah, all my friends are like or like some
2: of my friends are just thinking like, Oh, well I want to have fun in college right now, you know, and mm-hmm. just wanna get my fun days over, but really living for the Lord 100% right now. And I'm having the time of my life. Like I really am. You don't need, you don't need sin to be having fun. You know, you don't need parties. You don't need any of that to be having fun. You just need, it's true. You just need the Lord and you just need good friends and you need community. And like my friends in Tyler that I have now, they, are amazing. They, we all go to church together. We have fun. And we, we talk about, we talk about what the Lord's doing in our lives and Mm -hmm. we hold each other accountable. And I'm so blessed with that. I really am.
1: Accountability is huge in that.
2: So that is another part. I started whenever you get a traumatic brain injury in like every other state, but Texas, you have to read, get your driver's license again. Mm -hmm. But I did uh, anyways, just to be safe, you know? So I took my driver's tests in July. So I started driving again in July. And then, I mean, I knew it was crazy, but I was like, I'm mom, I'm, I'm applying to college. Yeah. I am. And I applied to the University of Texas at Tyler because I toured there my senior year and I loved it. Tyler's beautiful. And, yeah. um, it was so random, you know, and I, cause <laughs> I didn't know really anybody that went there and it's so perfect. I love it so much. And I, I love the church community that I have and all the friends that I've made, and I just get reminded every day that I'm there for a reason. And yeah. I joined to be a leader at the Baptist Student Ministry, so wow. I'm doing that this semester, and it's 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 just so amazing and such a blessing.
1: That is, that is. So, what are you actually doing in that leadership role?
2: Wednesdays we hang out with our focus group because mm-hmm. each leader gets a focus group that from they go to the Baptist Student Ministry. So I'm with like all the freshmen, the mm-hmm. O'Hal group. And we will do something different, like we went bowling, we, um, we'll um go to the zoo eventually. And <laughs> we just do that all like on Wednesdays is the day that I do it. And then Thursday nights is whenever we meet at the Baptist Student Ministry and um a preacher like gives us a sermon for like about 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then we get food and then we go to our focus groups and we just do like a small, small group, a small Bible study and awesome. we get to talk about the word that we heard that night. and. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love everybody. <laughs> wow. And I just found my church home this semester, and I'm so—Grace Community Church, I, I love it so much, and yeah. I'm so glad that I—I I just know that that's exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah,
1: and you were saying that you got to share your testimony. Where was that? Was it, it recently? Was,
2: it was last semester. Um, It was my first night in the Baptist student ministry with my small group. Yeah. We were talking about—or um, or the question was, how has the Lord worked in your life? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. should I, should I do it? <laughs> and I did. And I shared my testimony and it felt so cool because it was the first time I had shared it. And mm-hmm. it was
1: to people that didn't know. They didn't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was a few girls from Milletton that I knew of, but mm-hmm. not really close to that. And I was like, I mean, my town rallied behind my back and yeah. uh, they were like, yeah, like they really did. And I also am going to say that the financial part of it. <laughs> was a lot. You know, the CareFlight in itself, so expensive. Yeah. So expensive. And the CEO of CareFlight or someone big in CareFlight, I guess I graduated with his daughter. Yeah. So they waived that bill. Really? Um, my just being in the ICU for a month, um, that, that was a crazy <laughs> amount of money. And Methodist called my mom and said, hey, uh, Stacy, you're we just talking about it. And we know how we see how much Rachel influenced people because of all the visitors she had. So we're, we're just going to waive that. They waived my ICU bill. Wow. And um, so then, yeah, I know. That's- all that was left was the therapy, all the therapy that I had to do. And the town of Midlothian paid for that with all the fundraisers that I yeah. had. KLTY had a fundraiser for me. Um, that my town had a raising up Rachel fundraiser. You never knew
1: you'd become famous over. A car I know, accident. I know.
2: The I had a golf tournament with yeah. people that didn't know me, and I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah, I was like, still- I didn't mean to become famous for <laughs> almost dying, but
1: I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> but it happened. It did. I, yeah, just a miracle. I mean, I'm still stuck on not only the care flight. But the ICU for a month. I know. For them, just to call up and say, just, I mean, I want to say, you know, sometimes people will, just believing in God and, mm-hmm. and saying, is God? Does God create miracles? And how does this happen? Well, that's one way. It's like things don't just happen exactly like that. They really don't. I mean, through prayer, through believing, um, I've seen so many miracles with that. But I, I just don't believe that it happens that. I don't
2: exactly. And I'm so blessed for. Every single person that prayed for me, I don't even care how many times you prayed for me. Yeah. But it, it, it it's exactly why I'm here. I know yeah. that that's what saved me and I know that it that's it kept wonderful. it kept me here and yeah. I'm blessed for that.
1: So, now you're in college yes, like I you am. were saying yes. and tell us what you're going to school for.
2: I am going for going to school for psychology. I'm a psychology major and before the accident, I was I was always a psychology major and I was like, "Should I changed my major. You know, Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I think I want to change it to fashion and design because I know how to sew and everything. And then the wreck happened and I was like, okay, all right, Lord, I, I see you and I know that this is what I need to do. So I still want to do psychology. I want to do neuropsychology since I have a brain injury. I, it's so interesting to learn about how the brain works and that's what I want to do now. That's amazing.
1: So Rachel, tell us, since there's, there'll be a lot of listeners that are your Mm -hmm. age, um, of all ages, but maybe some young adults that are your age, maybe they didn't have a car accident, but can you tell us an encouraging word or something that would help others see that God is sovereign, that he's there for them, that he's ready to walk with them just as, as soon as they take his hand?
2: Yeah. So I think that every trial that we go through, I mean, the Bible tells us it's God puts us through trials and he really does. And, um, I mean, I've been through a lot of my life even before mm-hmm. the wreck, but the wreck really did put me back on track with the Lord. And so I think that, um, circumstances like any circumstance, even if it's dumb, that they, they are sent from God and everybody thinks like, Oh, I don't have a testimony that good, whatever, but that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. And it, it really isn't what it's about. And you can have the smallest thing happen and you can see that it's sent from God and, um, I mean, that can change your life, and you just have to allow it to. You have to dive into the Word of the Lord. It's so important. And I didn't realize um, the importance of it until after the car accident.
1: Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that Word with us and the encouragement to help others just to know that they can walk with Him as soon as they're ready. Well, I want to thank Rachel for coming by here and sharing her story with us today. I've actually known her parents. Her mom and I went to junior high together. (laughs) That's a long time, Stacey. (laughs) And uh, gosh, and then I have got to see Rachel around when they were, she and her sister, when they were little girls, I think they came up to do a photo shoot. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. That was during my awkward stage. It's not awkward. (laughs) It's so cute, so cute. And then, of course, Terry, you know, I've known well since they've been married. But one cool thing about your mom, it's just such a blessing, is my very first retreat, your mom came as she was doing my hair at the time and I was just starting these uh, retreats, and it was in South Dakota, and your mom was like, I'll be happy to come and do the hospitality and cook, and, you know, she served and everything, and it was, I, I have chills because it was such a blessing that she was, you know, she just wanted to come serve, so she got to participate in the whole retreat, but she served, and she's a amazing cook I know <laughs> isn't she I know that's why I get excited about coming yeah. home I'm like what are you making for me tonight? not only amazing <laughs> tasting but like what you were saying her presentation yeah like it's everything a, was beautiful it, literally all of the time like even if it's just me it's like gotta look at him it's, like come yeah. on mom oh you she can, even went just out put in the microwave she even went out you know because South Dakota we're in the mountains and she literally went out and found I have pictures so cute found these little pine cones and put them around the little you know cheese and <laughs> fruit tray and you know, also I'm like, how creative. I know. I'm not creative in that way at all. Did she pick the right career path? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's so creative in that, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful that you were willing to come by here today and love your parents, love your family. And, um, thanks for sharing your heart with us today.
2: No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun.
1: Yeah. And thanks to all of our listeners who remind me daily through text, emails, and phone calls, how listening to this podcast has impacted their lives. It is truly a blessing to be a part of this project and a special thanks to my producer, Rob Price, who makes it all happen. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, please email me at ericasemeyer at gmail.com or message me on social media at ericasemeyer-williamson. For more information on upcoming retreat schedule, check out www.amazinggraceretreats.com And we'll put it in the show notes as well. And I look forward to meeting you at our next getaway. And last but not least, we would be so honored if you would write a review, subscribe to the show, and share this podcast on your social media. Thanks to everyone, and we'll see you again next time on Amazing Grace Talk.